right. Thank you for tuning in to the KDK9 Show. I'm here every Sunday, noon to 2. And just a heads up, guess what, Josh? Next what? Sunday is 20 years for me. Oh, Technically, man. I started the first Saturday in August, okay? And so, um, so but now being the show is on Sunday, <laughs> I have to wait till Sunday. So next Sunday, I'll be here 20 years. And see, Lori and Julia started, uh, the, I think it was the first week, full week in June. And then I started the first Saturday in August. So 20 years. I want to thank Hubbard Broadcasting for keeping me aboard. Amy Daniels and Dan Seaman and everybody. Todd Fisher is the one that hired me. And so anyway, but yeah, so I'm... So next week, maybe we'll have some surprises or something. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll have some surprise guests. You never oh, know what's going to happen. I know. Well, I'm just going to see if Nutrisource wants to pass out some food. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so next Sunday, tune in. and 20-year anniversary. Okay, what is the gestation period of a blue whale? Two years, uh, six months, 12 months, 18 months. Uh, I'm going to go 18 months. See, that's what I did, too. And it isn't. It's 12 months. Mm. Because, see, now an elephant, you know, now technically the blue whale is the elephant in the sea, mm-hmm. as big as they are. Okay, and they, they're two years, is an elephant. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so I was really surprised. 12 months, 10 to 12 months. Usually only one calf is born at a time, although twins have been uh, reported on rare occasions. Most calves will weigh about two and a half ton and are born in late fall or winter and will usually stay with the mother until they're six to eight months old, until they're weaned. Isn't that something? Hmm. Huh, okay. Wow, that's a long time. Oh, man, but, but yeah, but see, that, I feel so sorry for the elephants. Two years that they have to carry those. Hey, this week, because, you know, we had a nice, uh, go out of my great call, our listeners called to remind that I need to, I shouldn't have to, but this is, and uh, it's been brought up, like, why aren't there signs, like, at parks, you know, for this, you know, hot asphalt, you know, air temperature, asphalt temperature. People, if you can't use common sense, then you don't deserve to have a dog, okay? I'm sorry. But anyway, so, I'm just getting as a reminder, okay, and if you want to put this down, type it up, but hand it out to people along the way because they're not, they're being a bunch of nimrods, go for it. Okay, 77 degrees, the asphalt temperature is 125. 86 degrees, the tar is 135. 97 degrees, the uh, the tar is 143 degrees. Okay, at 125, the skin deterioration can occur in just 60 seconds. So that's why you always check the asphalt or the tar, you know, prior to allowing your pet to walk on it. You know, if you, you put your your foot on there and you have the dog walk on the grass and you walk on the on the tar and if you're not doing the ouchie 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 coochie coochie fine then let your dog but the thing is is that the minute you put your shoe back on then the dog is off the t- you know because like i said they can burn and i can't tell you on my facebook my kdk9 facebook page i put what a burnt paw looks like and it takes so long for them to heal that you are literally depending on if you burnt all four feet you're carrying that dog around and if you got a 200 pound St. <laughs> Bernard me I wish you luck because yeah. it is really really bad so that's why please please use some kind common sense and then like if you're going to be doing errands you leave your dog at home in the car when it's 75 degrees it's 118 in the car when it's 81 outside it's 138 in the car when it's 94 outside it's it's 145 in the car. So, folks, I'm sorry. And then some people I know leave their uh, cars running to keep the air conditioning going for the dog. 
you know what? Uh, have you heard of uh, let's steal your car, you know, and we'll take your dog with, you know, uh, there's no way I would do that. And so that's why, folks, let's use some common sense. We don't need sign to remind you how hot the tar is. Just take your shoes off, stand on it. And if you're not doing, you know, if you're not burning, fine, then let your dog. But the thing is, is that now obviously uh, tar in the shade isn't as hot as tar in the sun. And when you go to all these uh, pathways, you know, some of them are in the shade, some of them are in the sun. So you just keep the dog off the tar and then just they can only walk in grass. And if they can't walk in grass, then don't take your dog for a walk. Except when it's really super hot out, okay? Yeah, I think car companies need to follow suit with Tesla because Teslas have dog mode in them where you can, it literally just keeps, it doesn't run or anything. It just keeps the air conditioning flowing in the car. Keeps it at, as a completely manageable environment for the dog. I oh, haven't yeah. been inside it, but I know Teslas have uh, literally have a mode called dog mode that a lot of Tesla owners use when they have their dogs with them because it keeps everything, all the cool air circulating throughout the car, and it doesn't, you know, doesn't burn emissions or wow. you know, the car's not running. It's okay. just basically the air conditioning is the only thing that's running. Hopefully, it's sure also it it's, it's dog slash kid. Mode, yeah, so, yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> is what I hope so. So, so folks, it's going to be another hot week. So please, and if we have to go, if I start seeing signs in parks that says hot asphalt or tar, and the air temperature and the temperature of the tar, I, I'm people, I'm going to be very disappointed in you because you shouldn't have to be reminded. This is if you have a dog, you should know you're a good owner to begin with. Don't do that. Pay attention. You don't need signs. Okay, who's up to If you got a question, folks, give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. And who's up? All right, we have Judy on the line. She has a question regarding a dog checkup. All right, okay. Hey, Judy, how you doing? Hello? Hi, Judy. Hi. Hi, hi. Um, well, first of all, you met my dog almost 16 years ago. Six. <laughs> He's he's Maxie, and he we came to one. You had Saturday classes at the time. Oh wow! And 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 we brought him to one of those. And, and I always remember because you looked in his mouth. He's got a, his mouth is all black inside, and he's, and uh, you said you, you believe that he that they were smart dogs. Yes, black roof. <laughs> that's uh, in the dog training industry. If the dog's roof of the dog's mouth is black, yeah. that they yeah. have a little extra edge as far as uh, smartness to them. Yeah. Well, he now is. 17 and a half years old. Oh, my Lord. 40 pounds. He weighs, he's been between 40 and 40 pounds. Wow. Pounds his whole life. His only, he, he, he's, he's a rescue. Okay. He's got um, very doxy face. Okay. Not long, not short legs, mm -hmm. longer body. He looks, he, his fur is absolutely beautiful. It's wow. Copper and black. They thought he had Sheltie or golden okay. or something like that in him. Wow. Bushy tail. He's, it, the only thing gray on him is his chin. Oh, wow. Boy, he's amazing. He gracefully jumps, he growing old. Everything you normally, a dog normally does. He, nothing's gone haywire yet, other than the fact that he sleeps a lot more than he Okay. Sleeps. Okay. But wow, anyway, I'm he's going to the vet for his annual checkup next week. Okay. And I, I know they said he's due for his rabies shot, but I've been real leery about giving him shots, period. He has yep. had his rabies shots regularly, but... Um, I'm just wondering about, I don't like to give, I've never, he's never had his kennel, the kennel cough shot. Right. He, you know, at I've this age, kiddo, really you well. have gotten him to this age. I'm, if this was my dog, I'm done. The only yeah. thing that I would do is like a blood profile. 
You know what I mean? To see how his kidneys, liver, and stuff like that are doing. Mm -hmm. But that is it. That's the only thing that, and I wouldn't do any, you know, chemicals in or on or anything like that. You know, you got him up to this point. Let's not have him crash on you because all of a sudden the system can't take the chemicals. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I just... um just wanted to verify. Yeah, and like, never, I've never given him a lot of chemicals. Period. Good. See, and that's why you've got a dog that this age I'm, that looks as good is yeah. that because you didn't get chemical happy or over vaccination happy and blah blah blah. So yeah, but and I've always given him good food too. He's, yeah, he's, but he's always been a picky eater too. He doesn't. Okay. He doesn't overeat. He's never been overweight. Nice. He, I mean, my husband took him to the dog park when he was alive every day of his life. Uh-huh. So he's run all his life, and uh-huh. he's always been kind of a hunter. He didn't hang out with dogs. He just yep. ran around, and so he's he's very very. Oh, he's, he's amazing. The vet can't even believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, and like I say, just don't and don't let them push you. You know, you make yeah. up your mind. You say, you know what, he's this age. I no, I, yeah. I, I am done. You know what I mean? I just want to make sure that his kidneys and liver and stuff like that are doing okay, and his yeah. heart sounds okay. But that's all I want. I don't want anything else. He deserves just. He's just fine right now. So yeah. I'm not going to send him yeah. into a tailspin with anything. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So. Yeah, so it's your dog, your decision, okay? And just say, okay. you know what, this is all I want. And yep. so please work with me here. How long have you been my vet? So please, just work with me. So. Yeah, he's been our vet. They've been our vets forever and ever. So. Nice. Good, yeah, good, yeah. good. But yeah, no, I wouldn't. When a dog's that age, no, 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 no. They they can't get any more immunity than they already got in the 17 years. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like and everything will be fine, right? Yeah. So, All right. right. Well, I'm impressed. Yeah. Can you get it? You're one heck of a mom to get him that age and be in good yeah. shape. Yeah, he's, he's, he's super dog. I don't know. That's good. <laughs> well, thanks for the update. I greatly appreciate it. Okay. All righty. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. It's a good mom. Get him that old. You know, good food. Less chemicals. That's all part of the whole big picture, folks. So anyway, so where are we at? Oh, we got to run. To, yeah, we got to hit, hit the next break, head, and we'll come hit back. Hit the with next. Oh, question. hit it. Okay, let's see. Why is basketball such a messy sport? Why is basketball such a messy sport? We'll be back. All right. I uh, thank you, Bat, for spending your Sunday afternoon. I'm your nooner on uh, Sundays now. My show used to be from four to six, and now it's from noon to two. So I appreciate you guys tuning in and, and giving me questions because without your questions, then I got to try to figure out what I'm talking about. Well, there's always something to talk about. But anyway, okay. Why is basketball such a messy sport? Mm. Think about it. Think about it. Because you dribble on the floor. <sighs> that was dribble way, like, on that the was, floor. That was kind of a disappointing. <laughs> so yeah. I was expecting something better than that. Ah, there you go. There you go. Okay, let's hit to who's up next. All right, so we have Susie with uh, kind of uh, an add-on to the dog in the hot car situation. Okay. Hey, Susie. Hello. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Hi, Katie. Hi. Not, not happy with listening to this segment about people that put their animals in cars and put them out in the hot pavement. You know what, Katie? We are not tough enough. Number one, they should never be able to own a domestic animal after they get the tickets. And then they should be made to go barefoot on this pavement till their feet burn. It really, really irks me. These are the same people that leave children and and a baby in the car. The same ignorant people. And you know what? We better just march on this one. And I'm just 
furious about it. Just furious. I don't. I don't understand people. No. The well, anyway. Yep. And see, that drives me anyway, nuts too. Yeah. This is Susie with Tallulah. So I. Oh, hi, Tallulah. Hi, hi Susie yeah. with Tallulah. How's just Tallulah doing? Tallulah is doing great. She's sitting on my lap. We're going for a Sunday afternoon noon ride. Oh, nice. And I'll tell you another thing I do for her: the minute that we get in the car, I have fill a cup with ice cubes. Okay. That way she can sit and munch on the ice cubes, gives her something to do, and I don't have to worry about carrying water around. There you go. Smart. That's a very smart choice. You know, yep. Yeah. And, you know, I, it just works. These people that have animals, I don't know. I don't know, Katie. Well... I know. I know what the thing is, it's not only with dogs, it happens with kids, which is, you know, it's a no-brainer. It's like, come on, people, think. So I don't I know. I mean, how could you leave a child, let alone your, your dog? I mean, I don't know. They shouldn't have either. They should not have either. I know. It and is they just, should be taken care of accordingly. I'm serious. Well, it's called, it's called common sense. And somehow we've lost some of the common sense. And yes. we have to be told by signs everywhere to, yeah, you know, pretty really. it's like it's going to be... Mean, Pretty new. Pretty soon, there's got the pathway. There's gonna gonna be a, a sign. Do you have to go potty? <laughs> no kidding. May I help you wipe your butt? I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, there what, you go. What, what's it coming to? Well, anyway, Katie had to say hi. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you, Susie. Take care. Say yeah. hi to Tallulah. You too. I will. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was good. But that is true, though. You know, we, we lost so much common sense that we got to need signs to do this, to do that. And it's like, come on, people. It's just called common sense when you, you know, it's hot. You know, and then what I see too is that even like um, I've seen on the pathways that they are they are walking, you know, on the on the grass, and they're not walking on the sidewalk, which I, I'm happy, happy, happy. But then you, you, I'm watching the dog. The dog is starting to lag. You know, the head is getting lower, the tongue is getting lower, hanging lower out of the dog's mouth. That tells you it screams, stop. Okay, rest a while. Hopefully you brought along some ice cubes that you can let your dog chew on and just kind of rest before that. And then the head, when you go back to your walk, the head will be up and the tongue won't be so low. And so you've got to watch your dog. Just because you can run, which I don't agree with this, these people that run, you know, like 30 miles when it's hot, you know, like this, I, I'm just, I'm like, you're nuts. You're totally nuts. I, if you could do it, that's fine. But I hate to see what your body's going to look like in, you know, 20 years pushing it to that extreme but but that's your own choice but the thing is is don't make that choice for your dog because the dog is going to try to keep up with you because that's what they do you are their human and so they're going to want to stay up with you no matter how hard they're fighting that they're you know hopefully they're not going to go into heat stroke or collapse on you because they're trying so hard or just like when um you're throwing the ball or the frisbee or whatever type thing and the dog you can see the dog's getting slower and slower and the head is holding you know the tongue's coming out and then all of a sudden they decide to take and go lay in the shade it should have never got to that point you know at all because the dogs will try to please us as much as they possibly can they don't want to stop they want to please us so that's why you as their human has to know what are we doing on this hot day which is going to be not much we're going to maybe teach a trick Maybe we're going to teach a brain teaser. We're not going to use our muscles today. You know, maybe go for a short walk and then back. And so the whole thing is, is please pay attention to your kids, two-legged kids, and your four-legged kids. (coughs) Yeah, and I was kind of looking into dog mode for uh, Tesla as well. Um, It allows you to set the temperature in the car just like you'd set it at home, and the car will keep the interior of the vehicle vehicle at the temperature until you return using the uh, HVAC system that runs through because it's an electric car and it doesn't okay. require all the you know mechanics involved in 
uh, you know, burning gas and all that stuff. Oh, so wow. super, That's super cool. And it literally has a sign on the center console because I've seen it inside the Tesla. It says, my driver will be back soon. And then it has like the internal temperature, like 67 degrees. Oh, or that inside. ever yeah. nice. Boy, yeah, that should be nice. everything. I wish more, yeah, I wish more companies would follow oh, suit Oh, no that, kidding. Yeah. I mean, especially with how many kids and dogs it's, it's happened to. You know, this brings up another thing. Dude, people that uh, camp, when they go camping, let's say you're going to go into town for dinner. Okay, now you've got uh, um, uh, whatever called animals in the in the camper. Uh, most people now are using buses or camper campers, not tents or anything like that. And so the thing is, is that now let's say I do wishes on you, but let's say something happens to you. You're in an accident. Nobody knows that you've got your dogs or whatever back at that camper. So you literally, what you should do is that you should put a, like a neon sign on neon color. I have two dogs are in here. If you hear them barking, please look into this <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So because I've, I've heard of that happening where you go into town and something happens and now the dogs and such like that. Or where you get to know your neighbors where you're camping and just say, hey, we're running into town. You know what I mean? Please pay attention to to our pets. So, yeah, you know, because usually most people now are bringing the small dogs with them when they're going camping. So anyway. Yep. And I suppose the same applies for, I, I guess, I'm not, I've never owned a dog, but I've been around enough dogs to know, uh, I suppose the win- same applies for winter, just the opposite as far as their paws freezing, their paws kind of reacting to the frozen temperatures of the snow. Believe it or ice, not, so. not as, the, what's worse in the winter for their paws is all the chemicals mm, that are yeah, on the sidewalks. Yeah, that's, that's the problem, not the, the coldness. And a lot of the city dogs now, they're getting them used to, you know, uh, uh, boots. Yeah. So then they, but that is the chemicals that every you know that thrown on the streets that goes on the sidewalks. That's yeah. that's what is danging, damaging to the dogs. Then they lick the you know between their paws and then they swallow it. And just because they don't get sick ASAP, it's not exactly healthy for them. Do they make any pet friendly salt that you can? No, throw there, out there is some. I I advocate chicken grit. Mm. It's uh, number two, and so the first uh, so because it doesn't have. You know, any chemicals. It's just chicken grit. It's like tiny pieces of stone is yeah. what it is. But then I had some people say, well, they're afraid that their dog's uh, pads are going to get cut. Mm. You know, I've walked on it and just kind of like, well, I don't know. And things possible. I think I'd rather use the the, the non-chemical end of it. So, But mm-hmm. there are supposed to be some that are safety paws that's supposed to not to have any chemicals. But it still melts. And so I don't, I, I don't know. It just You got to do what you're comfortable with yeah. is what the main name of the game is. So. It is what it is. Hey, give a call, holler, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. And, and like I say, just it, it's, it's a no-brainer when it's hot, you know, for both kids, dogs, and even humans. And some of these humans, like I say, that can go jogging and put in 30 miles at a fast pace. I'm just kind of like, holy moly, are you kidding me? I, you know, I my kudos to your hat. There's no way I can. But I know you have to condition, you know, condition yourself. And the biggest problem, especially on hot days, you know, is overweight dogs and older dogs. Please keep them in. Don't make them go out and do any jogging or running or whatever type thing. Okay. Overweight dogs. And if your dog is waddling, he's too fat. Keep them home. Okay. And then, like I say, watch your dog's head. If the head is starting to lower and the tongue is starting to really hang out, you need to stop ASAP to give that dog a break. Okay. It may not be in your plans, but you're the one that chose to bring them with. So you, your your priority is your dog and not your workout. Okay. Let's see. How far away can a wolf smell its prey? Nearly one mile? Nearly 
uh, what I can't read it, half a mile, uh, two miles, or four miles. We'll be back. All right. Appreciate you listening. We're winding down. Every week it goes so fast. Fastest two hours in my whole life. Every week. I don't know why, but it just is. Okay, how far away can a wolf smell its prey? Nearly one mile? Nearly a mile and a half? Nearly two miles? Nearly three miles? What do you say there? I'm going to go three. Okay. Let's see. What do we got? No, go, that's two miles. What did I say? One mile, mile and a half, two miles, or four miles. Okay. Um, let's do. Uh, let's do four. Uh huh. Oh, it's actually one point seven five miles away. Mm, so okay, a little over almost two miles. A wolf has two hundred million scent cells inside their nose and smell a hundred times better than a human being. Yeah. On under favorable conditions, it can smell its prey from about 1.75 miles away. So cool. Those animals are the best. Like oh, when I go to the zoo, I go to literally see bats and wolves because those are two mammals that I'm very fascinated with. Yeah. And wolves are very uh, interesting. I've done a lot of like, you know, good old research papers on wolves. Yeah, have you ever gone up to the Wildlife Science Center up in, uh, uh, now it's in Stacy? I've not been there yet. You should go up there. I need it, to, it, yeah. It really is. Uh, yeah, Peggy Callahan is the one that runs it. She owns it, you know, type thing. Okay. She's such a wealth of information, it's unbelievable. She's got all, all over the world and helped trap uh, uh, wolves and such like that, re- relocate them and such like that. And see, she started out, uh, hers was a research center, and then the government decided to close them down, and she would, they want to destroy all the wolves. And she's like, no, uh-uh. So she created a nonprofit and then picked herself up, and uh, uh, she found a place to move everybody to. So she continues doing, you know, educating people, you know, about wolves and such like that. So she's she's an awesome person, Peggy Callahan. I've had her on my show a couple of times. Yeah, they're, uh, I, I always thought there was, growing up, I always thought there was the size of dogs until I went to go see my folks up in Door County. Okay. And uh, was kind of just going through, and it was night, obviously, and I was kind of going through one of the back, uh, country roads and just out comes a little wolf just trotting across I'm like man those things are like so tall mm-hmm. they're <laughs> five miles to legs. yeah five miles and their paws are ginormous because yeah. they're like snowshoes yeah you know for the for the you know winter months and such yeah they are very you don't you know they are they uh that you know they have a structure they mate for life mm-hmm. you know and then every pack has their runner that brings down the, you know finds the prey yeah and then everybody has their route you know, to bring the prey down. They're amazing, amazing animals. Yeah, you know, and indeed. So. But anyway, okay, who's up? So we have Chris uh, called, I think, last week or a couple weeks ago about uh, picky kitty eating. We'll get Chris online here. Picky kitty eating. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Hey, Katie. Pretty good. How good, are you? Good. So you got a picky kitty eating? Yeah, I talked to you last Sunday. Okay. 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 (laughs) I talked to you last week and your recommendation was like put her back on a schedule. Just um, she's the one that had three of her teeth taken out and she just recovered from having those pulled out. So my son did that, went to just breakfast and dinner and she did seem to to get into schedule and eat a little bit. But he took her in Friday to his vet closer by and she's lost weight. She's down half pound. So she's not getting enough food in her okay so what the, the next step is kind of like, okay we fixed the teeth now and she's crying so of course he's like mom you know i know this cat i've had her a couple of years 
this is her third home, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. She keeps getting bounced to people, but he's keeping her forever. So that's okay. good. Um, so he knows she's hungry or she needs something. And he did try, you know, do you need attention? Do you need to sit? You know, he's done all that. But right. she is crying like my tummy either hurts or I'm hungry. So the next step with the vet I take, the holistic vet, was let's do a stool sample. That had never been done. And it does turn out that she is off her digestive flora or whatever yep, is yep. off. Okay. She's got good bacteria, but she doesn't have bad bacteria. Okay. So what what would you do? <laughs> what would Katie do? <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have her, because it's really tough to give cats uh, supplements, okay? Because like, you know, a digestive enzyme or a probiotic, you know, even yep. if it's a pinch at a time uh, is a thing. And then now as far as now, did she, how much are you feeding her like in the morning, in the evening? A, a tablespoon, oh, two tablespoons? What's, what is she eating? Yeah, he's presenting, and so he's rehydrating it, like I told him, because it's dry food. She's just gone crazy, picky. Like, anything she was eating post-surgery, when we thought she was getting better, mm-hmm. she's just like, no. You know, okay. you want to hear the bizarrest thing? I don't get this at all. The one thing she'll eat any day, every day, is this super poor-value treat. You know, like a, a hard treat that comes in a pouch. I don't want to throw the name out there. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like... Why, why that? You know, that she'll take any day, any time. That's weird. So it means she'll eat, but uh-huh. she's interested. But what she's interested is, like my vet said, that's like us eating Doritos every yeah. day. That's yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like Oreo cookies. Picky, yeah. picky beyond dirt. I can't understand this. Case. Yeah, yep. But she's hungry, Katie. Right. I don't get it. Okay, but now have you tried it, the uh, the the canned food, grain-free canned yeah. foods? Have you tried? Absolutely. Like, okay, and how is that? Okay, ground turkey, raw, ground hamburger, raw. Raw? Yes. Oh, yep. I've not tried raw yet. Yep, yep. Try ground, ground turkey, ground uh, hamburger. You know, just start out with like a pinch. You know, wow. and what you can do is you can, okay. put, you can put it on her paw, and then she's going to lick it off. Um, maybe yeah, tr- she's dipping her paw in water. Okay, yeah. But now, she's getting dehydrated, yeah, you know? Yeah. She needs to get some liquid food like you've talked about. Right, right. They get it from their food. Right. So, come on, cat. Let's go. Yeah, and so, yeah, so you could take it, put like a pinch, you know, like on her paw. Okay. Uh, you could put a little bit, you know, like a tablespoon of, let's see, start out and just see if she'll take it. And then you could take a little bit of the raw and maybe add a little bit of warm water to it. Don't make it okay. watery, watery, but yet nope. she's getting more liquid in it. Okay? Right. Yeah, and so then... um but that's all you could do is just kind of think. It would back in the day when a cat or a dog uh, quit eating. Believe it or not, that's when horse meat was still out out in the market. And believe it oh, or wow. not, I know. But what what it happens is that if a dog or a cat quit eating, if you offer them meat, you know, in raw form that they're not used to getting, a lot of times that builds the appetite back up, and then they're back into the swing of things of re-eating. Because back okay. then, you know, their their horse meat was, you know, there was just hamburger and chicken. You know, what I mean, there wasn't like the varieties they got now. And so, but Correct. but the, the the whatever you call it was uh, horse meat was still out there. So you'd get the little tiny horse meat, and believe it or not, you can get almost any dog or cat to because it was something they never had before. So that's why if you go into something they've never had before, you know that's raw. Like it could be lamb, it could be duck, it could be. You know what I mean? Or you take you know the snippets of it and just see what what they might go go for. But it's so usually- I did get because I my dog. 
you helped me with my dog um, who ate anything and everything because she was half hunting dog. Um, I had a prebiotic, probiotic enzyme from this vet that I gave her every day of her life, and she never had another issue with diarrhea. I got that because it's for cats. Yep. Would you be encouraged, like, just to try and give her a little yeah, give her to pinch. get her tummy? Yeah. Maybe she doesn't feel good. Like, yeah. when she eats, maybe it's upsetting her stomach. Exactly. They're thinking, too, she might have, like, a sensitivity, so we're going to get her off chicken because maybe chicken is upsetting her stomach now. Yeah. Know, who the heck knows? Knows. But I know. I see a lot think of... putting a little prebiotic, probiotic on some raw meat yep. is a good idea? You bet. Yeah, just put a pinch, you know, type okay. thing. Would start, start out with, without it on. To okay. see if she'll take the raw, okay, and then and then and you want it like at room temperature. Don't okay. just take it out of the refrigerator and give it to her right from the refrigerator. You oh, want it yeah. to be yeah. like room temperature, okay, and then okay. whether you have to hold it in your hand to warm it up or whatever type thing. But that's what you just want to do is just try to find things that she will, you know, nitpick and then hopefully rebuild the gut system with the probiotic <laughs> and such like that. Yeah, we don't really want to have to go. I mean, she's had x-rays. She's had blood work. Nothing's jumping out right. that's seriously wrong. Next is ultrasound. Well, but she's you just know, like, maybe she's just not feeling it. Well, see, that, yeah. <laughs> but see, it's just kind of like humans that go through all this. On, on paper, there should be nothing wrong with you, but you're losing weight. You know what I mean? It's something's right. not working inside, okay? And so right. by 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 filling in the gaps, whereas we can't, it has a hard time. How much of the good stuff do we have in our gut? Apparently, not enough because you know. But you start building the gut, and all of a sudden, everything starts coming back around again. And so that's I hope so. Yeah, this so is that's so hard. You, oh yeah, it is. No, I, I totally get it. And the whole thing is, especially with cats, you know, if they choose not to eat it, then it's kind of like, come on, work with me here. <laughs> So, right. Dogs are a little more reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Most dogs, okay, I'll take that. Uh, believe it or not, there's even cats that I've, I've given them canned dog food. You know, whatever it takes to get that dog, you know, the cat to start taking nourishment to build that, you know, the gut system back up again, you do. You know, so like yeah. I said, I, I've, I've canned dog food when because I had my Walter was... Uh, uh, he was allergic to chicken, okay? And, the, and we're talking, what, four or five years ago, there wasn't many canned cat foods without chicken, but I could find it in the dog world. So he mm-hmm. got canned dog food, you know, along with other stuff. But the thing is, is that because he couldn't have chicken. So anyway, so it's just, so that's what I mean is don't be afraid to go, you know what I mean? D- just think and just see what, you know, it might pique the, you know, pique her interest. Yep, we'll keep trying. I appreciate your ideas, absolutely. Thank okay, you so much. good. Well, good luck. Keep us posted. Okay. Thank Take care. you. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Okay, we got to let's see what we got here. Uh, uh, do, 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 do. What animal has the highest blood pressure? What animal has the highest blood pressure? Blue whale, giraffe, elephant, flea. We'll be back. All right, winding it down. What animal has the highest blood pressure? Is it a blue whale, giraffe, elephant, or a flea? What's your thoughts there? Uh, flea? Ah, that's what I thought, too, just because it was so out of there, you know? But believe it or not, it's a giraffe. Because of the extremely long neck, the giraffe must rely on its oversized heart two feet long and 25 pounds to pump blood all the way to its head. As a result, the uh, giraffe has the highest blood pressure of any animal, 280 over 180. 
Uh, let's see. Da, 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 at the heart level, when pro, when prone more than one, let's see, then uh, well, let's see more than twice the blood pressure of an average human. Not surprisingly, because of their huge uh, high blood pressure, giraffes are prone to heart attacks. Hmm. So sad. Interesting. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's uh, boy. I'll tell you. It's it's craziness. 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 And so uh, you had mentioned the fact that. As far as uh, whoopsies, that you know, you, I know you're not used to you know uh, hearing you know give cats raw or dogs yeah. raw or whatever type stuff, yeah. but you know the dogs and cats are meant to eat. Well, not dogs, but do- you know cats are yeah. just meat eaters. They don't even have a they have a total no carb need, and so that's why there's in a lot of cats I wind up with um, crystals in the urine like when they're six seven years old or eight nine years old. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? So that's the whole thing. We could do better things that we've learned over the years so anyway yeah okay who's next up all right we probably the Ju- last caller yes we have judy on the line uh regarding her uh, dog one second okay. i'll get her on here okay hi judy hi kate hi there. i actually have talked to you several times i think wives have the biggest blood pressure not dogs yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> So what's we, up? We came, we came to you with our Frenchie and um, to your classes, and I talked to you, not so annoyed, we have a, a rescue. Okay. That's about 55 pounds. Okay. And my husband had surgery about three weeks ago, and um, he's walk, wants to start walking. No, he doesn't even say that. He just is, tends to walk the dog. And, but I bought a couple guys in the neighborhood have been helping me walk him a long ways because I can't do that. And um, But the bottom line is my husband will not walk him unless he uses the prong collar that he bought from you. Okay. And I just hate it. I bought a retractable... Um, leash? Leash. And yeah. he... You know, he sits around and he comes and goes and I say, come here, you know, and he comes right to me. It's not a problem. My husband is afraid that he be, he's going to pull him. Yep. So he won't walk him unless he can use the short um, leash. Like a six-foot leash? Prong collar. He okay. will have nothing to do with this. Okay. And the guys that are walking him use the um, retractable leash. Okay. I feel like Okay, but now what, what's your what's your problem what, with the prong I'm collar? Because the prong the, the prong collar, I fit mine so they slide on, slide off. Okay, because almost all the you other trainers and yep, I'm all the sorry. other trainers fit them very snug, and I totally disagree with that because when the dog is paying attention, there is no collar pressure whatsoever. Okay, and so that's why right. my eyes have fit them so they slide on, slide off. Okay, now uh, the retractable leashes. Okay, I hate those things, and the reason is because I've seen them uh, all of a sudden. Uh, the dog lurches, and then it breaks, and there goes the dog, or it gets wrapped around your leg, gets wrapped around your hand, 
and I've seen so many injuries all wrapped around the dog's leg. And so the thing is, is when you're going for a walk, you want the dog to walk with you as a team, okay? And so, but it's totally up to yourself. Everybody knows I hate retractable leashes. But the thing, I didn't know that. Kate. Oh yeah, because no, no I've seen so many injuries. But now you're because your husband has had surgery. You know, he has to walk with what he feels comfortable with, and you're not hurting the dog. I know the pinch collars look like a torture device out of the 1800s. Oh I get God. that. I know, but the thing is, is that you're okay. Would you rather have your husband take a tumble and now he's in? Uh, he's going to be in a transition home for the next year of his life because he didn't have control over the dog because you no, wouldn't let him use the pinch. Wouldn't be walking him with. Well, no, but the thing is, is he's he going to use what is necessary for him to keep, take control. He is not, I would never put anything on a dog that hurts them. Never. I know you would And, so, and the, so the thing is, is that uh, myself, like I say, it, uh, put a bandana on after you put the collar on so you can't see the pinch collar, right? But the whole thing is, is if husband feels secure to walk him, you know, with that, and because he's the one recuperating, then why not? At least he's helping out. He's working the dog, you know, and they're having fun. But the dog is not getting hurt. Like I said, I would never, ever. Now, the dogs where the, the pinch collars are constantly poking and pinching them, now those I have a problem with, okay? That's why, like I say, I want, whereas when the collar... When the collar is on and the leash is hooked onto the collar, that when your arms are relaxed at your side, that the, the hook of the leash is resting on the back of the dog or alongside, yep. and you don't even feel the dog. Don't even feel him down there. You're walking as a team. Okay? And so like so a, how do you tell, tell ahead. me again, how you tell which one is good? Being he bought this from you, mm-hmm. then it should be good. Right. Is that right? Yep. Yep. And it should just slide over his head and slide off is what it is. Okay. It slides on and off. It should just slide okay. on and slide off. Yep. And so then that way when the dog when the dog is paying attention, there is no collar pressure. There's none. You know, and that's what we want is no collar pressure. That tells you the dog is thinking and paying attention and looking to you for direction. All right? Okay. Okay, so don't, I know it looks like a torture device out of the 1800s. I get that. But the thing is, is that if it, that's what it takes until the dog learns how to walk well, because your goal is, is that you don't need it after a while, because the dog is paying attention and you don't, and you built a relationship. And so he, you, you can go for a walk on a loose lead and and don't even need the, you know, the training collar. That's your goal. Okay. Okay. Um, I have one other question. What about shedding? Katie, I vacuum every other day, mm-hmm. entire house. Okay, and yeah. um, then bump up the uh, bump up the uh, the fish oil, because all for shedding is is dead, dry hair. And dogs and cats okay. shed once in the spring and once in the fall, like late August, September, because they're getting he ready. He hasn't had any time where he hasn't done. Okay, then that tells you that he needs more omega threes and sixes in his diet. So that's omega what you, and sixes. sixes. You're right with fish oil. B six, you mean? Omega, omega three and six. Okay. Do you take fish oil? No, I don't. I don't have anything. Okay. Yeah, I, because, I just thought I had the vacuum. Okay. Yep. No, you start getting them on some omega threes and sixes. You know, go online and look for fish oil for dogs, and uh, and the higher the the DHA and EPA, the better the fish oil. Okay. 
Okay. So the like, higher it is, the better. Yep. And so that's why, like I said, get him on that. And then, like, like I said, that, that'll that get the, the coat in, you in put condition. put that in his food? Yep. You just put it in the food. Okay. You can get, uh, you know, either, usually you can get the liquid so you can just pour it all into their food. You know, you can do that. Okay. Because some dogs won't <laughs> take the capsules. There's like, I don't want it. So then that's why if you have the pump or it's in liquid form, you can just put it on the food. So that's so anything, a dog or cat, if they're shedding too much, bump up their omega threes and sixes. Okay. Oh, terrible. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You so bet, kiddo. Good luck okay. now. Breathe. Okay. Breathe. <laughs> okay. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. There you go. <laughs> yep. No, that's, uh, like I said, I, I do use pinch collars and I do use star mark collars. And the whole thing is, is that um, you got you you want control of the situation and not get dumped. Now his her, his her husband had surgery three weeks ago. He might not feel like you know he he can control the dog without it, and it's not going to hurt him. I would never put anything on a dog that would hurt. So, well, we didn't get to the anxiety that happens. <laughs> so next week we'll have to do that. Hopefully, uh, uh, Doctor Jessica Levy, holistic vet, will be here. But the main thing about anxiety is brought on by you. If you have a dog that follows you from room to room, goes to the bathroom with you all the time you sit down and they're always sitting on your feet or sitting on your lap uh, they just can't be in another room without you they always have to be by you or or touching you that's what causes anxiety you got to help the dog become more independent start teaching them a stay where they can stay in the other room and then you leave the room and then you come back uh, but first you got to work your way across the room and then eventually out of sight but then start kenneling the dog uh, so that he learns to be in his kennel while you're around the corner he doesn't always have to have you touching you and in your in your face and space uh, it's baby steps Start teaching uh, brain teaser. Get him think of uh, get him thinking on other things. Use the brain so the brain is more tired. But the more that your dog will is okay with you going in another room or upstairs or downstairs without them always being by you, then you're not going to have that separation anxiety. But you have to you have to work on it, and and then so the dog trusts that you are not going to leave them. But yet on the other hand, you have built more confidence in the dog, so they are okay. You know, like I can go upstairs and Gilligan's downstairs, and it's no big deal. I go downstairs. Sometimes he wants to sit on my lap, but he doesn't. And until I ask him, you know, I'll say lap. All right, but the that's the thing is, is get the dog so that he's not always touching you, always following you, uh, because that's part of the anxiety. And so you've got to work on that independence, okay? Well, thank you for your listening and spending your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. And remember, uh, the cat video this Thursday, August 4th, down at CHS Field. Hopefully you'll stop by. No place, no like, no place like home, realtor. You take care. We'll see you next Sunday. Take care, Josh. Thanks.